This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode that featured a full rundown of the first two stops on Umphrey's summer tour, June 25th and 26th at Apple Valley Park in Lafayette, New York. There is a link in the show notes where you can give that a listen if you missed it. And in case you missed it, there is also full video of night one available to watch on Nugs. So if you miss that, check it out. This week on the show, I'm going to be bringing you a rundown of what happened when the band visited the iconic Levon Helm studio in Woodstock, New York, as well as the two nights at Showtime at the drive-in in Frederick, Maryland on June 29th and 30th. Night two of that run would feature a sit-in by online guitar teacher and two-time guest here on the show, Michael Palmazano. He was recently on talking about his first show and sit-in. If you missed that episode, uh, 158, there is a link in the show notes for that. And you can also watch our chat on the show's YouTube uh, page. There's also a link in the show notes for the first time Michael was on the show episode 99 some really great conversations with Michael always a good time when he's on the show so check them out if you miss those it's pretty cool to like his first episode you know he was just like really getting into Umphreys and you know doing the reaction videos and by the time he has you know his second appearance on the show he's been to his first concert he's sat in with the band it's it's pretty awesome to see how that unfolded Shout out to Keith Greiner and his team, Austin Federline and Tony. I'm not even going to attempt your last name, so I don't want to butcher it. So we're just going to leave it there. But uh, shout out to you guys for their work on the stream of the Levon Helm show. Flawless, no issues, just an overall fantastic job by them. And I read lots of really positive comments about Keith's work on the stream So, again, kudos to them. Looking forward to seeing what Keith and his team have up their sleeves for us Umphreys fans. Side note, Keith has been a guest here on the podcast, talking about a ton of stuff like his photography and his transition into also filming and streaming. Episode 149, there is a link in the show notes for that. What's up, I'm Freeze McGee fans. It's Joel, hope you're doing well. Got a very special announcement for you today. We are going to be doing a four-part podcast series with Sarah J, Dropped Amongst This Crowd podcast called Tales from Scamp, going over all the greatest hits of summer camp over the years. You're gonna hear lots of stories from summer camp, tales past, stories including Humphreys and Huey Lewis, Gene Ween, lots of other cool stuff. 
So in celebration of 20 years of summer camp, I hope you'll join us in uh, checking these out. It was a lot of fun making them. Lots of great stories. We'll see you at summer camp 2021. So join us beginning Thursday, July 29th, as Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company presents a very special four-part miniseries, Tales from Scamp, with Joel Cummins and Sarah Jahimiak. In the four parts leading up to this year's Summer Camp Music Festival, Joel takes us down memory lane and regales us with stories of his favorite sit-ins over the years, some he's done with other bands, and memorable sit-ins with Umphreys McGee. Joel recalls hilarious stories from the Huey Lewis and the Rumor set in 2011 and the unforgettable God Boner set with Gene Ween in 2015. Joel also shares favorite sets from other artists that he's seen over the years, memorable versions of tunes Umphreys has played at the festival, who he's hoping to catch this year, and more. Come celebrate 20 years of Summer Camp Music Festival with us. Tales from Scamp, available anywhere you stream your favorite podcast, starting Thursday, July 29th. All right, so let's get to this very special evening for the band, getting the opportunity to play at legendary drummer Levon Helms' studio in Woodstock, New York. As I'm sure many of you know, Levon was the drummer of the band. This space, the home of Levon's Midnight Rambles, sits on 18 acres, known as The Barn. According to the website, it was built in 1975 out of local Hemlock, Pine, and Bluestone. Levon designed and acoustically engineered the space himself. An incredible list of artists that have visited The Barn using the studio for intimate concerts like this event here recording sessions, rehearsals, writing retreats, and private events. I will throw a link to Levon Helm Studios in the show notes so you can read some more about it if you're interested. This was also the first time that the studio had a full capacity indoor show since 2020. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you're a NUG subscriber, you can watch the full video of the evening there. When you go to the show page to listen to the audio underneath the graphic next to listen to show, um, there is an option to just watch video. So click that and you're all good. Of course, this experience was especially awesome for the guys in Umphreys. They mention it a few times throughout the show and Bayless even comparing being in the room similar to going to church. I'm sure that there's no doubt in that. And commenting later on in the evening his feelings about what Levon represented to him. And then him and Joel banter back about a really silly story um, with them watching The Last Waltz. So it's great to hear um, that kind of stuff, you know, from their perspective, what something like that is to them, you know, not only as music fans, but also as musicians, obviously. Especially awesome for Joel because of it already being set up in the space. He got to play a grand piano during the evening, which he jokes about having magic inside of it. And Chris had the extreme pleasure, probably once in a lifetime opportunity, of getting to play Levon's kit. So, I mean, fuck, come on, that's cool as hell. <laughs> Like, seriously, okay. I'm not even a drummer, and that's cool as hell. <laughs> the evening would also feature some truish tales before a few of the songs of the evening. Um, 
any one of the guys would share a story that would, you know, either produce some hilarious banter or a funny joke or something. So I suggest you uh, tune in to these shows. I mean, it's a it's a great set list anyways. Um, but just to hear like the banter is always really fun. So I love it when they get into that. Starting the evening off with a standalone typical version of Suxity Wife Soup next. Brendan shares a little story beforehand about this first tune that they wrote with Chris Myers, mentioning a chord progression that Jake played during a show he missed, one that has become an essential and familiar part of this song. Bridgeless next. This was the first serious expansion that we saw of the evening with the longest timestamp of any song played during these two sets, clocking in at just about 18 minutes. This one would fall down the rabbit hole about seven minutes, picking itself up about two minutes later and gathering momentum, not keeping that up for long, setting it back down to earth. The pieces of Bridgeless very delicately can be heard underneath and the top layer of this sweetly dancing along, remembering its true self about three minutes later, picking itself up and fully exploding back into Bridgeless about 13 minutes later. Apparently... They share this uh, before going into the next song. There's a bet between Ryan and Sam from Merch to see if Ryan could not make fun of Joel for 24 hours. Not sure if Ryan won this bet, but they do mention in Pay the Snucka on night two in Maryland, stay sick, don't make a bad bet. So perhaps those two things are related. I'm still uh, waiting to find out about that one. End of the road next. Bela sharing a fun fact after. The ending part of that was actually written by Huey Lewis. And side note, make sure you tune into my little mini series with Joel Tales from Scamp. We talk about Huey Lewis um, in there and he shares a really, really funny story. So make sure you check that out. Back to the set list here. Morning song followed by Water, closing out the first set at Levon's with Junk. And before getting into it, Bela shares that the title for the song came quite literally from the sound the riff of the song makes when you play it. And I'll be honest, I heard that pretty fairly early on into my Umphreys fandom, you know, maybe like two, two or three years maybe. And it was when I was still trying to distinguish the song like the names and everything there are still times when I totally like say it's a song like and it's not that song and I get it mixed up so don't feel bad if you do it because I know we all do it but anyway when I was first trying to really figure out the names of the songs and stuff and I heard that this story about your junk it helped me remember it so much I was like oh, okay that one I know for sure is your junk so I'm glad that he shared that story because It's a great way to, like, remember, like, that's for sure that song. This version would slip into something a little more jazzy as it dances off on its own slightly after three and a half, finding its way back into Junk about five minutes later. Starting the second set of the evening with Puppet String, getting into the depth of it slightly before four and a half, dancing off and getting a little X-file-y and a little ominous about eight minutes, gathering momentum and building the pieces back together for puppet string women wine and song next 
Jake shares one of my favorite stories about being haunted by Lowell George from Little Feet back in the day when he was living by Wrigley Field in Chicago. Jake has said that George came to him multiple times and brought him parts of this song. I seriously, I just love that story so much. Bad Friday next. Bayless's turn to share a story, and this is how on Good Friday once he was working on a song, and his son was sitting on his lap, accidentally hit a button on the keyboard, made this cool sound, and so it came, it became the baseline of this tune. And so then Bayless goes on to tell the hilarious story about Alex and Drina. Shout out to you guys and their lack of love for this tune and the time they made shirts saying, play Bad Friday again. I believe that was the Brooklyn Valentine's Run 2019. I could be wrong, but I think um, I think that was it. Although I will say, this is a pretty decent version. Sinking into a burning down the house hype vibe about four minutes as it makes its way out. Beginning to pick itself up about a minute later blossoming open a little before driving it right back into Bad Friday. I mean, you got to give the guys in Umphrey some credit. They're trying really hard to uh, get them to enjoy that tune. Walletsworth next, followed by Higgins that would have a little Can't You Hear Me Knocking by the Stones dabbled in the jam. This one really opens up about six and a half Another part in the evening where Joel was not joking around about there being magic in that grand piano, falling back into Higgins. Before heading into the next tune, Bayless mentions Finger Tight, a young and upcoming jam band that also happens to be their crew. Ben Factor has recently joined the band playing keys. Manager is Bayless, and apparently Bobby Haight is the best drummer in the band. I am working on getting more on finger tight, not only for my own, of course, obvious questions, but for your inquiring minds as well. I will report back. Another cover coming out next, We're Going to War, originally by Mark Knopfler, covered by Umphrey's 56 times, including this time here, last played on December 30th, 2017 at the Fillmore in Denver. This version here would also feature an immigrant song by Led Zeppelin Tease. This tune from the soundtrack Wag the Dog. The band shares a hilarious story about when they first started playing this cover and how they hoped that people were not familiar with it and that they thought that this new original from the band was awesome. (laughs) Whistle Kids next trying to get some crowd participation on this one and I would have loved to have like been in the room to see how that actually went it was kind of hard to see on the uh, stream so it would have been interesting to see how that went in the room and closing out the second set for the evening with a believe the lie that I did tuck onto my 2021 list to come back to later encore for the evening three tunes up first Orfeo with just Joel on that grand piano that I mentioned he said had magic inside of it, and honestly, I don't doubt it. Written back in 1996, Joel shares a very hilarious, many of us had an interesting look back in the 90s 
type story before twinkling away on the ivories. A dramatic full band wait around and ending the evening at this iconic and special place with Don't Do It by the band, only covered three times, including here. Last played 843 shows ago at the pageant in St. Louis on December 30th, 2011. The first time this was played, December 31st, 2004, at the Riviera in Chicago, Illinois. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, prints, or sells other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that could make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Are you looking to hire some cool people to work with? Perhaps you have a rad idea for a podcast, a feature you'd like to see in Conduit Magazine, or some other creative ideas that you think the community would love. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company would love to help. With space available on our podcast network for your Umphreys-related show, the options to have your products featured on the DATC store, social media promotion of your band, ad space and monthly issues of Conduit, commercial spots here on the podcast, and so much more. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Check out our website, datcmediacompany.com, to learn more about the many services we offer. Have questions or want to know more? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. Moving along to the two nights in Maryland, June 29th and 30th at the Frederick Fairgrounds in Frederick, Maryland, the last of the drive-in style shows that the band has on the calendar. In my chat about his sit-in with Michael Palmanzano, he talks some about the placement of this venue, which is, as if you can tell by the title, a part of the fairgrounds, which happens to be situated in a very suburban area surrounded by houses. If you missed my chat with Michael, all about his first show, an epic sit-in with the band, there is a link where you can check that out, episode 158. There's also video of our chat on the show's YouTube page, and that features video of his sit-in before we talk. I suggest you check that out if you haven't. Also in the show notes, a link for the first time Michael was on the show, episode 99. Night one would open with Conduit, abruptly putting the brakes on slightly before six and a half and switching direction, straight up rocking out and getting it all out of its system before stomping back into Conduit about two minutes later. Booth Love next, getting all sorts of grimy starting about seven minutes, trying on a little sexy funk as it dances on shaking off the grime and embodying a grungier side of its personality a few minutes later, maniacally piecing together, nonchalantly sliding back into booth love. Fussy Dutchman next, followed by Domino Theory, Out of Order, and Cemetery Walk, 
first set from the first evening in Frederick, Maryland, ending with Phil's Farm, shedding the skin from Phil's, dropping in and dancing off, embracing a very James Brown vibe about three minutes, Chris really embodying that vibe as it continues. And I wonder, like, is this legit a tease from James Brown? Like, is it an actual James Brown tune? Because there's nothing mentioned on All Things Umphreys, and I'm not familiar with his music like that, but it was either a legit tease or they were just feeling the vibes that hard. Either way, it was funky and it was awesome to get down to it. So, hell yeah. Getting even deeper into the jam slightly before eight and a half, before finding its way back into Phil's to close out the first set. Set two, opening with attachments, taking zero time getting comfortable with its own intentions, feeling very confident as it engulfs us in, whisking us off and transporting us to a completely different time and space, needing a breather for a few seconds before picking it right back up where it left off about 11 and a half. Joel did mention on Twitter in response to a question to something in the jam sounding full frontal-ish that they did in fact play full frontal on the spot. Not mentioned on all things Umphreys. I believe what he's referring to is here in this section. This was definitely one of those jams again where Every time I listened, I couldn't stop dropping everything I was doing and just dancing it out. Big highlight from the evening for sure, and you will find that one on my 2021 list. Take that one for a spin for sure. Rocktopus next, going out to Sweet Lou, followed by Much Obliged. Where we're going to next begins to reveal itself in the last few seconds of this tune, getting ready for the next chapter of our story, fully succumbing to syncopated strangers, sinking neck deep aggressively into the jam about three minutes, embodying a Tool-esque dance party, Stasic layering the Legos underneath, coming out a few minutes later with more lightheartedness to it, but still having the balls that it had when it began this journey about four minutes ago putting the brakes on and floating into the ending of syncopated slightly before eight and a half. According to all things Umphreys, that one would also feature a Breezin by George Bronson tease. Cemetery Walk 2 dancing out next and switching direction to close out the second set of this first night in Frederick, Maryland with a cover of the Stevie Ray Vaughan tune, Lenny, played by the band 52 times, including this one here. Last played February 1st, 2020 at the Fillmore in Detroit, Michigan. Encore for the evening, one tune, Bright Lights, Big City, taking everyone on one last nice little adventure, really driving its heels in about five minutes, reaching all the way up to the atmosphere, keeping that energy high as they drive it, back home into bright lights. All right, so that brings us to the final night that we're going to talk about this week. Night two at Frederick Fairgrounds in Frederick, Maryland. The first set would be cut short because of rain and the threat of lightning, mostly the threat of lightning, of course. Not worrying about any of that right now and just focusing on coming out of the gate ready to rage. The evening would officially start with Eat, 
taking it right into the equally ball-busting Malshay's Odyssey, getting deep into it about four minutes, coming back up for air three minutes later and charging full steam ahead back into Malshay's. Being able to squeeze one more in before the threat of lightning brought things to a pause, Miami Virtue really allowing itself to dance out. No doubt a total bummer for anyone who was there that they had to take a break after this one. They were really getting into that groove of the evening. But thankfully, my sources tell me that it wasn't a long time. And they, of course, came back out and ripped the slanted roof off the place. Picking right up where they left off with Resolution, this one had a lot of emotion in it throughout the entirety of its journey, taking us on our first adventure slightly before two and a half, making its way through the fog and onto its main path, really getting comfortable with itself for a few minutes, coming to a more even playing field and dancing on, rounding the corner and blossoming open, so full of love and light, about eight minutes, briefly bringing it back home into resolution before heading out one more time, strutting, I thought, perfectly right into the fuzz, sinking into a little honky-tonk as it continues to dance on about six minutes, changing its mind only a minute later, and deciding to take on a more purposeful path for the remainder of its journey, floating right into two-by-two. When I spoke to Michael Palmisano about his first show and sit-in with the band, he mentioned in our chat this being a highlight for him. Beginning to fall into the dream about six and a half, Jake would make mention of the rainbow that showed its colors after the rain that caused a delay a little earlier, sinking into a nice little Irish jig about a minute later, embodying something completely different as it builds a progression it sets its sights on the second half of 2 by 2 That one is also a lot of fun, so give it a spin. Michael Palmisano's big sit-in next on a cover of the tune Eminence Front by The Who. This one covered by the band 27 times, including this one here. Last on May 30th, 2019 at the Avondale Brewing Company in Birmingham, Alabama. That version I personally listen to often. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Michael was on the pod a few weeks ago talking all about his first Umphrey show and sit-in with the band. If you missed that, again, there's links in the show notes for everything you need. Definitely check those out. Kicking off the second half of this power set with Ringo, really getting into the gritty of it when it ventures out the second time, about eight minutes, embracing full-on arena rock, setting it back down on earth a few minutes later and dancing off full of confidence and funk before completely cooling its heels, leaving Ringo unfinished and floating into the Pequod. The second set of the second night in Maryland would begin its final journey of the evening with a sandwich. And looking back on it now, interestingly, this is the first and only one from these two nights. I didn't think about that until I got to this part of the show, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. The first part of the sandwich, nothing too fancy, slipping into something a little more sexy, about 11 minutes. According to All Things Umphreys, that one would sink into a 
Born Under a Bad Sign by Albert King Jam. And if I had to guess, it would be in this section, but I'm not totally sure as I'm not familiar with that tune. Getting even sexier as we venture further in, taking a short detour into Half Delayed. Really enjoyed our nice little stroll along an eerie, foggy street lead in into the second half of Nothing Too Fancy. And as I mentioned, that would be it for the second set. An encore for the evening, two songs. First up, Cut the Cable and Pay the Snucka would officially close out the two evenings at the Frederick Fairgrounds in Frederick, Maryland. All right, so that's everything I have for this week of the show. There's a bunch of links in the show notes for anything I may have talked about throughout this whole episode, as well as links for where you can give these shows a listen. And don't forget, you can watch a video of that Leave On show as well in Nugs. Um, give it a watch if you didn't, because it, it was really good. Also tucked inside the show notes, you'll also find links for where you can binge on past episodes, book a conversation, and be a guest on the show. Snag some of the fresh just-released merch and check out the other awesome swag on the official DATC store. Check out the new Dropped Among This Crowd media website and so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.